Hello and welcome to Talking Bottom. Holy! Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! This episode is the Christmas episode, originally broadcast on the 29th of October. Well done, BBC. I'm Matt Brooks. I'm Andy Johnson. And I'm Paul Tanter. Holy, the, well, not the only holiday-themed episode, but the one they can get the most money out of, I guess. Because, you know, like Christmas movies, they show off nearly all the time, right? Or every Christmas. This is the one that I think gets repeated as a one-off more than any of the others. But this one I've seen numerous times on Christmas, well... Yeah, like, Christmas specials. That, yeah. That's the, every year they become relevant. And yeah. to me, Christmas isn't Christmas if I haven't watched Holy. Yeah, same here. This, for me, this was very much a mainstay of growing up in the... 90s in my house I remember periodically every year putting this on when I, in my early teens when I was able to actually get up early before my family I'd go downstairs and put this episode on and watch it then in my later teens when of course you find it difficult to get out of bed <laughs> I'd come down after everyone and still insist on it being put on this in my house was as much of a mainstay at Christmas as Noel Edmonds The Queen's Speech and the Bond film really okay well I don't know if I insisted on it being every Christmas day itself but my brother and I would definitely watch it at some point around Christmas or we'd just quote it incessantly <laughs> there were several years in my house where I wake my sister up by yelling half past eight and all's crap but making sure I timed it for half past eight. Oh really wow yeah. okay dedicated okay so the iTunes synopsis is thus Richie and Eddie celebrate Christmas by inviting Spud Gun and Dave Hedgehog around for Christmas dinner and a day of fun and games after a knock at the door Richie finds a baby left on their doorstep and becomes convinced that he's come face to face with Jesus dot 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 <laughs> and that's it that's the synopsis I'm sure he thinks that far into the episode there, it does it? yeah the baby thing he does he thinks it's the second, second coming. coming of Jesus yeah. Wow. It's a reincarnation, isn't it? So the episode starts with a close-up of one of those tape recorders that everyone seemed to have. But with dying batteries in it, which I think is a wonderful <laughs> detail. Well, yeah, it's like he's used that every year and, yeah. and hasn't changed the batteries. So it's <laughs> just that's, that's all he does with it. So this is the best look inside Eddie's room we ever get, I believe. We saw it a little bit in the last episode. Now we see all the QPR stuff on the wall and various bits of crap and some mm. cobwebs. Weirdly, there's a hairdryer hanging by his bedside. <laughs> Eddie's bedroom, there's a wonderful assortment of what looks like stolen items. Stuff like lights from roadworks, signs stolen from walls and that kind of thing. Yeah. It's a great kind of menagerie of absolute shit. Think what he's picked up pissed on the way home from the yeah. pub? Yeah. I guess so, yeah. Undoubtedly, like... Also, he's asleep with his hands over his ears in preparation for mm. Richie coming in because I'm sure this is a yearly occurrence. Well, you so. get the feeling he must sleep like that every night. Yeah. Like, <laughs> even though this is particularly early. I love the level of detail in this room. You can see that the production designers have really gone into a lot of effort with this, with this grimy, shitty room, which also has a functioning fireplace, I noticed. Yeah, well, there's a fireplace in Richie's room as well, isn't there? But, but this work. But is this function, how, is it, it's not on, is it? No, I, so I did wonder this. I noticed when Richie comes in with the presents, there's a sort of orange glow on him, which mm. so they presumably needed something as a light source in there so it wasn't all dark. When you're in the wide, you can actually see the fire has fire in it. Well, they wanted a fireplace to hang the stockings over, I suppose. Yeah. Right? Mm. What's your opinion on this? Is what Richie's doing kind of sweet? Or is it a more selfish, weird thing? Because he is giving himself all the presents and none for Eddie's. So he's making a show of it. But the amount yeah. of effort he's going into, I think there's something sweet there, but he just can't help himself, you know, wanting his ego boosted and stuff. Yeah, I think he's, again, it's the wife slash he's a child slash he wants Christmas to be Christmas and all the traditions that go with it. So it starts off with the setup of the presents, the stockings, mm. and the idea that Santa's been. And, and he's just so excited, isn't he? I think it's genuine. I think it's that Richie can't contain that sort of joy for life on Christmas Day, whereas Eddie's obviously the grumpy teenage slash husband who wants to just stay in bed and wish it wasn't happening because it's such a boring thing for him. I agree that it's sweet, but also I think he's doing it totally because he's selfish. Mm. Well, he's like the kid who wakes the parents up at 4.30 in the morning saying, come on, get up, it's time for Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. And the parents are having none of it. And that's Eddie in this instance. It's interesting what you said about it's the wife and husband thing. They both flit in this episode between being a pair of kids at Christmas mm. and a married couple at Christmas. So Richie kind of at the beginning has that youthful exuberance of, oh, Santa's been. Because they're in a house where there's only the two of them, he then also has to do the mum thing of, well, I prepared the uh, stocking here as well. And mm. also I've got all the food in it and that kind of thing. His whole opening scene is all about selfishness because he wants to celebrate Christmas now. All Eddie wants to do is sleep. Eddie's probably still drunk from the night before, sleeping off a hangover. Yeah, but coming in dressed as Santa... 
And knowing that every year Eddie's going to have laid a booby trap but, and the fact that he I, still I, does it. I get the impression it's the first year as a booby trap. Though, yeah. that's why that that elaborate. So, yeah. I think it's definitely not been that elaborate It's before. a weird yeah. close-up when he picks up the bottle of sherry and the, the button, like the tri- trigger mm. release thing, it's, close up of that. It's deliberate to let the audience know something's, something's about to happen, happening. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I really like the beard as well, like grottily dirty. Again, a great detail of this opening scene, Richie's horrible, bad Santa outfit. Probably got stuffed in the back of his wardrobe and he brings that once a year, stinks. You know, probably stole off a drunk Santa one time out of a department store or something like that. Oh, God, yeah. Or it's just been in the family for years or something and it's never been washed, certainly. Um, I think Eddie's probably set this up particularly this year, but I think you'll have always had something there mm. lying in wait to sort of give Richie what for. But does... this is the best that he's ever done, presumably, because mm. Richie does it. But he does say once he's then hanging, doesn't he? Like, don't know why I'd bother saying yeah, every, every year, year the same. Yeah. It does. Okay, you're right. Yeah. He does seem so surprised and like there's real panic and fear and he's really he justified because a fucking noose falls around his neck. <laughs> it's so harsh. So, so harsh. <laughs> Yeah, we've, we've said a lot of times it's the cartoon element. Yeah. And this scene is, is absolutely so, embodies that, doesn't yeah. it? Like the, the rake hitting him it's in the face. It's a rake and a boxing glove yeah. and then the noose, right? Is yeah. Like he's, he's and, but even then it's like an Acme character kind of thing that comes down, doesn't it, as the counterweight? It's yeah, so like, is gets, it a kitchen sink? I think it's a dentist chair. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's weird. This whole opening sequence has things that kind of put me in minds of cartoons, such as the boxing glove, the crossbow, classic slapstick, such as the rake, things like kids' adventure things, such as a candle burning a string to release something at a predetermined time, then ending with such absolute total darkness, the lynching of a helpless man dressed as Santa Claus. Yeah, <laughs> tied up with two crossbows that fire in perfect timing and yeah. everything. It's, I mean, hands down, it's very impressive, and even more so when you realise he's drunk a whole bottle of sherry. <laughs> yeah, it actually shows that Eddie's very... Well, I don't want to say intelligent, but he's thought this through Mm. and he's actually quite handy, isn't he? Cunning. It's interesting that Richie doesn't really drink much in the show because obviously Eddie's been at it first. I mean, obviously they have the pints in the pub or half pints of mild in the pub. But the fact he goes straight for the sherry, I mean, obviously that's what Santa does as well. And he's so excited to go for it as well. Mm. Like this is his one yearly treat. This episode to me seems like a very fast paced episode of a series of set pieces that anchor the episode that are linked by good dialogue. You go from Santa to presents to turkey to the cut finger to the guests, dinner, charades, baby Jesus, the mother of God, Mr. Harrison. Yeah. It's it's almost like a series of brilliant sketches that are kind of linked through the theme of Christmas. It's interesting Absolutely. you say that because this episode has two deleted scenes as well. That's very mm-hmm. true. And mm-hmm. yet you don't really notice that they're they're gone in the uncut version the one that was broadcast richie doesn't give eddie a present and he makes such a big thing of the present with eddie that's mm. weird you didn't pick up on that before right no i have to say i when i first and obviously watched it for many years afterwards it never occurred to me that richie doesn't actually reciprocate the yeah. present giving but then when you actually cut to the next scene noticing it now like he is stood in the picture yes that's and I never ever noticed. There's no way that I ever picked up on that when mm. I felt. But I now watching it, it's really floor. obvious that he's mm. stood in the middle of a frame with yeah. a picture all around him. But so, in case people don't realise, uh, you can get this on the DVD. I believe has the uncut version. You can also find the two clips that are removed on YouTube. Richie gives Eddie a present, which is a oversized picture that's not for Eddie. It's for Richie because it's a he self-portrait. He opens it himself as well, which is like an excitement. <laughs> And it holds up and, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm kind of glad that got cut. I don't think the picture looks shit enough. Right. It's a bit cartoony. I think yeah. it would look more surreal with uh, Richie. I, I don't know. It's all a little bit... I can yeah. see why it was written for the bollocks mm. joke. Yeah. that That's a great gag. The, bollock, the bollocks joke is a great gag. Yeah. I always found the it took me 15 minutes to paint that less of a funny gag, mm-hmm. you know? I like the you're a philistine Edward Hitler. Uh, yeah. That that early bit that like, is very richy. Um, but you're right, like the payoff of it took me 15 minutes to paint that yeah. isn't, isn't like you can see why it was cut to yeah. Yeah. time. I was telling that when we viewed it for the first time, no one sort of missed that particular scene. You weren't mm. left sitting there watching it going, I feel like something's been cut out. Yeah. It's interesting though, isn't it, that they both drew something because they've yeah, got no money. That's they? true. They're both so homemade Eddie, Eddie's is literally a very, very crap, crude porno drawing at the end of a toilet roll, a used toilet roll. That had never and, occurred to me, actually. And yeah. Richie's obviously gone all out 
but <laughs> with a huge frame yeah. and, and done a picture of himself because what more would Eddie want for Christmas? Oh my God. I like those extra bits, but you're right. It doesn't take anything away from the episode to have removed them. Richie giving what will be that day's Christmas dinner as a series of presents very much puts me in mind of the relative or indeed mum when she gives you things that you need rather than you want for mm-hmm. Christmas. Absolutely. It's to mm. the nth degree though that's consumable food. <laughs> Christmas dinner. It's weird, yeah. yeah. Individually wrapped sprouts. But I, yeah, I find that really funny. Did you ever wrap up a sprout for you? <laughs> no. Sibling. But I did make a play telescope for my friend's 18th birthday, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> With that picture? Well, yeah, with a picture, you never see the actual picture. Yeah. It, so I just made my own. How it's it? described? It's described so well by mm. Eddie, isn't it? You get a really nice camera move as well with yeah. the focus pull of his hand and demonstrating the perspective. Yeah, you can of really, the wave. really see what it is. He said, and then when it's the speech bubble. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. How many times have you said "thick earth"? You said Yeah. Yeah. A few times. Now, what's your opinion on this? Is it Richie can't read? Is it Eddie can't spell? Or is it a bit of both <laughs> where the handwriting's so atrocious? I think definitely can't spell. Because whenever Eddie tries to write anything, he is always a bad speller. Demonstrated yeah. later with the Eddie is great, great. over yeah. the wall. And yeah. it's it's done in the live shows as well, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, sure. Eddie's bra. bra. Yeah, you don't often see what he's written. A lot of times mm. it's just Richie reading it. But yeah, the times you see it, I guess. Mm. That's true. I mean, probably... I suppose when he was writing in the gas man's pocketbook... We don't know whether he was misspelling that. Yeah, he he reads it out pretty. Yeah, he's he's literate. He can read and write. Mm -hmm. The giving of the presents is is them flitting back from husband and wife back to kids, isn't it? With Richie complaining about the size of of the present that he's got from Eddie. Those two together in that scene are what Christmas would be like if kids were around with no adults around them. Then later, Mm -hmm. Richie becomes mum cooking while Eddie's dad trying to escape the housework and just drink. And then, of course, later on, when the baby turns up, they, they go back into their classic couple relationship. Now, why does Richie masturbate to Cosmopolitan? <laughs> now, I assume it's because he's ashamed to buy porn. What exactly is Cosmopolitan in terms of a magazine? Well, it's a lifestyle magazine. It'll give tips and stuff, but it will have, have you orgasm read it, tips. I have read one in a doctor's waiting room or something like that, and I read it because of bottom. Like, Ooh, it's, it's I've read I've read Cosmo. Yeah. I've not bought it regularly. So it's like a women's magazine with tips and yes, stories and things. We'll have it's a women's mag. Stories, but it's, no it's aimed at younger women. Anything um, saucy in it at all? Similarly Tipsy to how we can get off to the lingerie kind of catalogues and things. Mate, there'll, yeah, there'll be okay. models with fashion, okay. etc. So I think might be the first mention of Malibu. They mentioned Malibu a few times. When we met Angela, she had a bottom quiz, but we've already mentioned this. The the grand prize was a miniature bottle of Malibu. <laughs> I still have it. That was part of your prize. That's the only one yeah, I won. Three pints as well. It, do, it doesn't sound like it would be a grand prize. Yeah, no, that took ages to source because not a lot of places do miniatures, let alone miniatures of Malibu. Oh, really? They cut, of course, to saying 7am, 27 hours to go. That's yes. where it comes back in, doesn't it? That after is right, the, yeah. The picture yeah. frame. Which is only half an hour after the previous scene because it's half six on the clock in the last scene. Episode, the 27 hours bit gets a really gentle chuckle mm. from one audience member. <laughs> it sounds like it's like, oh, it's like a misfire <laughs> joke. It's odd. Yeah, so Richie's kind of in charge for a lot of the episode just because no one else wants to be, you know? <laughs> and yeah. uh, he does show his true colours. He turns on a sixpence with this, doesn't he? With God, I hate Christmas. With one little thing goes wrong, and he's furiously angry straight away. But that is the line that most people are treading on Christmas Day, aren't they? Like, yeah. there's so much to do. You're trying to enjoy yourself, trying to enjoy yourself, and yeah. then suddenly something will just make you go, God, I hate Christmas. As I love the detail of God, I hate Christmas mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, yeah, religious holiday. When it's all going right, his youthful exuberance really comes out. You see it later on when he's loving his Christmas jokes, and then later on when there's people banging at the door again, it's back to absolutely fucking hating it because everything's going wrong. It's weird that Eddie kind of bothered to make him a present in a way. I guess he'd have just gone, wouldn't have heard the end of it, he didn't give him anything. Yeah, that's the But there's a little bit of, there's quite a lot of thought went into it, even though it's something that kind of makes fun of Richie in the end. It's someone who he likes telling him to fuck off. Yeah. So it's there's something nasty there as well, but it's also something you'd be interested in. Oh, look, it's two carpenter and a bikini. <laughs> 
Right? Rich is so pathetically grateful for that gift, isn't he? Yeah. Really? Afterwards, that, well, I wonder it just, what she needs. Well, it just backfires, well. doesn't it? The the insult doesn't work because Rich he couldn't write it. So properly. stupid. But do you think before coming downstairs fully dressed, Richie pops off for a wank with his play telescope? <laughs> I don't know. They've um, only had half an hour. So he'd have done it like 60 times in that time, right? <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah, it doesn't take him long, yeah. does it? His treatment of the turkey, I think, is quite a nice little sort of comment on Christmas. Season it, of yeah. goodwill. And it's a full mouthful to deliver all of that stuff, mm-hmm. but he does it so well. Mm. But it's actually a really nice kind of comment on we're at Christmas. We're all supposed to treat each other well. So this is what I'm going to do to this turkey. Mm-hmm. Denigrate it and destroy it. Shove an onion up its ass. <laughs> yeah. Isn't the neck really stretching when he's holding well, it's it? It's got there? its head still on as well, wasn't it? Which looks creepy. That isn't a real bird, is it? That's got to I be. Don't a know. I don't know. I thought you it was real. It is. Logi- um, logically, <laughs> I'd say it is a real one because they don't need to do anything weird with it, and to make a fake turkey mm. would be a lot more money than buying a turkey. Now, Richie's really into his puns this episode, all the stuffing, what lovely bird things. But mm. when Eddie's kind of joining in with the cracker jokes. You know, he's asking, do you have any crackers? And Eddie's making double entendres. Richie's getting really angry for someone like, not overly angry, an exaggerated one, but he just looks really frustrated, like a genuine <laughs> and yet annoying he, He's one. not making the jokes, is he? And yeah. he just wants to know the genuine answer to the question. This is a very double entendre-laced episode, as has become more of the episodes through series two. But with this one, it's done kind of acknowledging that they're cheesy and Christmassy, which kind of mm. allows for it. Crackers, Magnificent Bird, Scrub My Sprouts, mm. all very based around the time of year. Yeah. Everything they could ever want to do about Christmas, they've channeled into one single episode. Whereas any other episode is about general things. Mm. This one, anything Christmassy, it goes in here and then that's it. We're done with that. Yeah, that's it. And Richie, again, with the English traditions, he's he's all over it, isn't he? He knows exactly how Christmas should be happening and that's how he wants it to happen. Even though he's got no skills whatsoever in the kitchen and he's desperately trying to impress when Spud Gunn and Dave turn up mm. and all of those things, the pressure of hosting. But yeah, mm. all they've got is gravy to serve them because Eddie's drunk the brandy. Every time he's quest questioned on if he's drunk something is a well-time hick <laughs> every yeah. time it's like why yeah. are you hicking before you've already drunk it there's a line in this episode where I, I'm not 100% sure the origins of it but where the line is Eddie you are funnier than John from Ross a little bit of a dig at John from Ross now I've always believed that this is a little bit of a dig to John from Ross because of a interview that the two had with him um, have you guys seen this? No. I think I've seen this. I think it's on YouTube. They are plugging the first series of Bottom, and the clip that they show is the bathroom fight. That's correct, yeah. Rick Mao's got like, a really weird cardigan on, and he's, uh, he's got, his hair's really long. He's, weird, he's looking really quite handsome <laughs> as well. He's used to what he looks like as Richie, you know, a sweaty mess. <laughs> and Eddie's got hair. Uh, sorry, Aid has hair, so it's a little bit weird. But, am, I, um, am I remembering it correctly that they show the clip, and then one of them remarks that's the only thing we didn't record in front of the audience? Something yeah, like that. they do. What does, what does Jonathan Ross do then? Yeah, so did Jonathan Ross piss them off in this? Yeah, he just is really condescending. There's something it's, you can't quite Don't put your finger on it. me there. <laughs> and it just rubs rubs them up the wrong way a little bit. They like start non-ironically comparing their work to Beckett, and he's not having any of this. Oh, right. you poo fart jokes and stuff. So, yeah. Well, there are actually fart jokes in Beckett. They talk about waiting for Godot. Right, there's uh, inconsistency with what we've been saying. I thought they did waiting for Godot and then did bottom. Right. But in this, they've obviously done at least one series of Bottom, and then and then Jonathan Ross says, "You're doing Waiting for Godot at the moment, aren't you?" Oh, really? Yes, and they say yes. Now maybe this is a repeat of maybe. the show or something. Oh, maybe yeah. they've done it once before, but uh, I'm confused now. So I, I thought maybe they yeah. were still doing the show. Maybe it was a long run. I wonder if maybe they had done Waiting for Godot on a, maybe a regional tour, or something like that, and then finally at this mm. point. It was landing in London, maybe. Yeah, State- the Wyndham Theatre, I, I know. Okay, st- mm. stage shows can go on for a while, can't they? That's yeah, absolutely. Possible. They might have done it for quite like a lo- longer length of time than a than a just one run in London. As you I'd think. have loved to see them their yeah. version of it. It's so annoying to me that there's not a recording of it at all in existence. Mm. <laughs> there is a little bit of something, isn't there? But it's There's not. Tight, the, the it's show. rehearsal. It's yeah. all rehearsal footage. Yeah. How far in advance of Richie swinging down that meat cleaver was it obvious that he was about to cleave some part? Do you of his hear body them off? laugh before the thing comes down. You hear someone yeah. go, "Ooh!" Yeah. It's no very, needs. very obvious. And also, he's not chopping anything. No, he's not. He's not got anything there on the board to be about to chop, so is he's he? He's practicing. Unless his it's meant to be the top of this turkey's head, which is halfway across the kitchen. It's admirable how Eddie manages just to get out of doing any of the 
cooking by using house tools to try yeah. and peel the potatoes. It's not working what is either, that is thing? it? It's a yeah. sander or something, isn't it? I think it is a yeah. sander or a buffer, I, I don't know. Yeah, but so that's that the a classic move of do something badly and yeah. then you won't be asked to do it. But it actually looks like it would work. He it was taking know, part it? of the peel yeah. off. No, it doesn't. I don't think any of the peel comes off. I think a little bit comes off. They're, they're the wrong potatoes, aren't they? They're too big. They it's are. Like, that... Essentially, they're baked potatoes, they yeah. which you don't have at a roast dinner. You have roast potatoes. Yet another thing they fuck up. Richie lops his finger off. Great fake great gag prosthetic on the end of the finger while we're doing this blood gag of it spurting out. Mm. Later on in the episode, terrible fake finger, but poking <laughs> off at a comedic fashion. They do do the blood gag in another series in the Halloween episode, but in this one, it's so well done. That blood coming out and Rick Mail's terror on his face, yeah. the abject... Absolute genuine, justified in this. When he's not overreacting here, that's proper bad. What's so brilliant is how underwhelmed Aid is. He's so calm, and he's so calm and so stupid. He's not noticing the blood spraying everywhere. Really, really, just playing that sort of ooh, have a bit of a nasty nick, which people do say when you've just cut your finger. Mm. I haven't got anything to dial the ambulance with, whereas most 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 friends would obviously run over to the phone themselves to call the ambulance. Me as a kid, I'm like, well, first of all, you've got another hand and other fingers, and yes, Eddie can dial. (laughs) Well, also, also, not to nitpick, Richie, but when you say I haven't got anything to bloody well dial with, you use the the index finger of your other hand to. Yeah. to mime it is he holding his wrist because he's directing the blood is that why he's got a hold I don't know and the there? finger that's off is all, also a lot thicker as well it is the yeah. finger's folded over I know it's not real it's fine <laughs> in terms of just the way it's directed and performed the way he slowly brings it up into frame mm. to reveal it it's very good yeah and that makes you think that he's obviously he's having to control the, the wire or whatever it is that's coming out of it and I feel like he's holding his wrist with the other hand because he has to kind of direct it in some way I, he would direct the arcing jet of the blood mm. but there would be someone off camera who would be pumping yeah. it through yeah. and then the tourniquet when it actually does actually start it's, going it's down. slowly going down it's so weirdly sweet because <laughs> then he's sort of helping he sort of thinks he's helping yeah, he's finally know. thought oh, alright well this is easy enough to just strangle Richie it's great how Richie just seems to manage to just eke out enough strength just as he's about to expire just to get the punch in on Eddie just to get him clear the camera work that's gone into that to get that shot like then they must have had to do that in one take because actually they don't redo Rick slightly mispronouncing the word chopped Yes, right. that's uh, he? No, he says. He says, "I've just copped my finger." Copped, right, yeah, right, right, yeah. Uh, cross Aid, between cut and chopped. Yeah, Aid doesn't miss a beat and carries on because obviously, if they fuck up that, then yeah. the whole thing's ruined, presumably for the audience and everyone. I always assumed it was a continuity thing that they wanted to try and avoid a continuity error. That presumably the director had said to him, "Don't get the blood on your shirt." Mm-hmm. I would have been thought it would have been tempting just for the visual effect of it for him to spray the blood all over his white shirt and his face because he changes later on anyway you see him in his mm-hmm. slightly more finer wear I did wonder whether Richie changed his clothes because they had indicated that he's had this accident therefore he's changed because he got blood on him or whether Richie thought we're into Christmas now I'm putting on my slightly finer wear can we talk about vodka margarine <laughs> <laughs> we certainly can that's such a bottom ism isn't it that is mm. what well, it's an, a fake product yeah. so if you sold it i think people would buy it well, and be repelled by its taste <laughs> i always assumed it was a slight wordplay on vodka martini no it's well, it was brandy oh, butter you what do you mean well so you've got brandy butter that you smear on christmas pudding or whatever it is to light it which you, it, Marti- it, it, okay. eddie has created his own product called vodka margarine but i was assumed it was a bit of a thing that sounded a bit like vodka martini that's the spirit that okay. they had in that it's vodka and then margarine is obviously a substitute for butter but of yeah. course it's not vodka margarine it's hairspray margarine as well yeah and isn't it great that rick's like disgusted he loves look that. He it's loves like that idea. first it looks yeah. like he's disgusted and it's like that is brilliant anyone who's ever walked into a cloud of hairspray after someone's been spraying it on and has got it on their tongue will oh. recognize that look on richie's face as one that they put as well it's bitter and disgusting. Mm. Again, why has Eddie got hairspray? Yeah, <laughs> just, for, just for the for the food. Yeah, go make everything Christmassy. I like the logic behind a shortcut of just spraying his glasses with snow. Yeah, now, ev- now, now everything I see is Christmassy and snowy. Yeah, he sprays QPR on the wall as well. For yeah, a real reason. And actually, he sprays his glasses just before Richie chops his finger off, doesn't he? Maybe because yeah. there is actually a little bit of forgiveness there for Eddie not quite realizing what Richie's done at first because right. his glasses are. Still still a bit foggy aren't they he puts his finger back on with a staple staple gun 
you don't see a thing. You just see the bottom angle of a table and Richie's face. Mm. It's all sold in the sound effects and reactions. You, it's yeah. it's horribly violent. It's a really interesting angle, that, isn't it? Because obviously yeah. it's to get them both in and the table, and as you say, to avoid us seeing. Mm-hmm. And so he can yeah, pull the table without us seeing that his fingers are really stapled it to it. Yeah. Yeah. It's that same approach that horror movies use of don't show the person, just insinuate it, use it with mm. sound and people's faces and that kind of thing. And in that way, it's even more horrific if you don't see it because you just imagine it. Yeah, you, f- you can feel it, can't you? You can actually yeah. feel those staples going in. Mm-hmm. And that's a precursor to obviously the idea of Eddie sewing and then the, in the yeah. third series when they sew his legs back on backwards and all those sort of things. A bit get your needle out. <laughs> I thought it feel like, well, there's a pun there that never happened. Right, okay. So get your needle out. Well, and no knob joke. Um, if Eddie had made a knob joke, though, it would have been insinuating needle, that he himself dick. had a small yeah, penis. Needle dick. So I beg your pardon. And as we all know, he's Chopper Hitler. After he passes out from the pain, that's when the second deleted scene comes. It starts with a close-up on the wonky finger. Right. Which I always thought it was more of a throwaway gag. I felt like they kind of did need a close-up of it, which isn't in the full episode. I think... In the cut episode, it works well as a throwaway gag. It's one of those things... notice it slowly. Hang on, what's going on there? (laughs) I mean, you you notice it very visibly when he opens the door to Spud Gun and Hedgehog. Sure. But but the fact that it's never really referenced, I think is kind of cool. What happens in the deleted scene is Eddie sets up the Christmas tree, a little small one, and it catches fire with the exact same layer (laughs) fire effect... That is for the uh, Christmas pudding. Thank you, Peter Rag, again for that. Yeah. Um, then they throw it out the window, and Eddie shuts Richie's finger, uh, severed finger in the door, not cutting <laughs> it off again, but just adding more pain to him. And then he gets his revenge, smashing the light bulb, electrocuting his bollocks, which mm-hmm. is where we come back in. Yeah. So the logic instead is he's getting revenge for this staple yeah. stuff instead. I think it's fair enough that he's done the stapler going all over his hand and then he's getting a light bulb to the bollocks. I think yeah. that, that never... I never questioned, oh, that's a bit of an overreaction. Sure. It, you? It, so the way that plays out is finger cut off, staple, I'm stuck, faint, mm-hmm. go and get changed, then revenge on Eddie. Yeah. Oh. yeah. <laughs> I know what you mean. There's, he's kept hold of that anger for a while, hasn't he, in terms of the then revenge. I always assumed that they'd gone to hospital in the interim because he had a bandage on, to be honest. Oh, interesting. Oh, so back day. on that way, would they? No, that's true, actually. <laughs> it, would, it wouldn't be on a, at such an obtuse angle. Yeah. I've always, that's a whole DIY job, isn't it? Yeah. I've always loved the just going back slightly the way he wiggles his finger when he first puts it back <laughs> yeah. on as well. Oh, it's perfect now. Yeah. yeah. You don't notice the cut. I don't think you okay. notice the cut. Yeah. No, that's right. You don't notice the things are missing until you find out about I them. I think it is a shame that they cut out the Christmas tree gags. And I do it's also... It's too similar to the vodka margarine. That's the thing, thing. The setting it on fire thing is what they could have done without with. Yeah. But the 50 pence a needle and all that, like that, there are some great gags in there. And I think also just the weather, because that's the only other thing in the, in the Christmas day tradition. Yeah that they're obviously wishing it was snowing. Use of drizzle jokes mm, again. Because it's so very rarely a white Christmas, isn't it? Even though that's what we're all apparently hoping for. Richie then hears the door go, which is oh, it's going to be their guests. Is this where he thinks that... It, no, it's not. No, 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 no. Is this is, Sorry, he yeah. knows who it is, and he's, fa- he's fucking angry. They're going to eat me out of the house at home, rant into himself, and then smile, fake smile as he opens the door. It's such a wonderful switch from absolute seething anger at that these people who are daring to come around, even though they've been invited... Absolutely. ...that they're going to they're gonna dare to eat the things that he's prepared to opening the door where you know that they can hear what he said and switching to that faux-friendly fucking shit They're not grin. happy to see him either, are they? Anytime he opens the door, they're like, oh, it's him. But then to forget who they are as well, yes. to get them mixed up. But yeah, he knows their name. He was calling him Spunk Gun in the last episode and yet he calls him Dave Hedgehog instead. And then he says it's been ages. No, you saw him last episode. <laughs> you actually have seen him recently. So was this a thing where they changed the episode order and this was meant to be their next reappearance? I, I mean, I don't know what the time difference would be between that and Christmas, though. It's obviously a fair while, isn't Could it? Could have been years in the bottom universe. Maybe. Yeah. maybe. I mean, Sp- Spud Gun's had a haircut. Okay. Oh, has he? Yeah, he's got short hair in this one. Shorter hair than in Parade. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I think it's rude that he doesn't know who they are. But again, I think it might just be that he's overexcited again, isn't it? Because he's all worried about hosting. It's like, oh, it's all going wrong. Yeah. You know, he's, he sort of wants to please them. And then they're so horrified to see him because tellingly, as soon as Spudgun gets in, he says, I thought you said he was 
going to be put away. Yeah, what's right. that mean? Prison or loony bin? So, I, I would have thought he means prison, but actually maybe Eddie was going to get him sectioned. They've come round, even up to the point where they knocked on the door, they've come round expecting it to be just Eddie and them to have a mm. day of drinking and as Richie says later mm. on watching the television, mm. how annoyed and saddened must they have been when Richie yeah. opened the door like, shit, he's still fucking here. We were promised fun. Yeah, and uh, I love the Eddie referring to him as her, or she, sorry. Yeah. Back she to, lost a lot of blood this morning. Back can, to husband and wife, yeah. Can yeah. you hear God rest ye merry gentlemen <laughs> without Rick Mail? Absolutely not. Yeah. In fact, that's however always sung it. And then, and then always just pausing on <laughs> mm-hmm. remember and then just leaving it hanging Absolutely. there for people. Yeah. I write it in Christmas cards to my yeah. friends who like bottom, obviously. Richie gets out the best glasses for the gravy, doesn't he? Four assorted <laughs> different ones. And they're on a tray prepared though he knows how to host yeah well you had a little bit of practice from lady natasha i guess yeah but do you think he was brought up by his aunties sort of to be a good in, host coming in hosting the drinks and that's probably maybe what... that probably would be something that the oh, class he's wi- wars he's or witnessed about. it he'll have witnessed it as a kid where yeah. sort of like the adults all do that once once the dinner's starting i'm amazed they've even got four decent glasses in the house well yeah. they're safe for christmas aren't they but, but you'd almost expect Richie and eddie to be if they've got guests around needing to do the alan partridge thing of serving something in an area later or something like that you know but the the great the gravy gag i like the way that spunk gun is kind of oblivious to how rich he is in this but we've been putting it down i'm not drinking that and he's fucking offended richie there like he's see like he's seething and he's like pardon and he does it he does it again assumes that richie didn't hear him yeah really like yeah, but any normal person would think no i'm not drinking that so spud yeah. gun isn't prepared to play along with richie's insane well he does <laughs> well he does because he's kind of warned to play along well because eddie then tells him but, but if you were a normal person and well i say normal spud gun's not but he he's obviously entering it being like well no i'm not drinking that because he's he's not going to be told what to do but you're right that you'd think by now spud gun would know what richie was like and think oh this is just the lesser of two evils so he's oblivious to actually what richie's like in this instance anyway whereas dave hedgehog is just oblivious to everything in this one he seems to forget that he's married but also you notice then through the scene he's the only one who doesn't down or throw away his gravy and then gradually keeps on sipping oh, it oh does he mm. yeah. yeah do you think he's pissed though do you think that's the influence <laughs> yeah, there that he's I think already so. been at the bottle because he doesn't know his wife's name and yeah. he can't forget it's christmas so what's he think he's coming around here for by the way why is he going if yeah what is his poor wife and family thinking right now where <laughs> is dave where's he gone he's probably got a lovely dinner waiting at home for him that he's forgotten about because he's too pissed it's quite tragic that everyone else is really fed up and richie really is getting into the christmas spirit yeah. and all the christmas jokes and stuff they're harmless and stuff but i guess it's because this is year five or whatever of this happening you know and they're just so fucking fed up why do they come back for the hope that he wasn't there, I suppose. Yeah, they just want to sit around with Eddie and watch the telly. Yeah. When he's carving the Christmas uh, turkey thing and he's accidentally hitting Dave with the, who's he's still got the tray. That's set up really well, isn't it? Mm. He takes the tray, sits down on it, he moves the tray, he's holding it, yeah. and then he has it on hand. Now, my dad has never been a fan of, of Bottom or the young ones. He always used to slag it off. It would annoy me. But I remember him really liking that bit. With him guarding the, the Christmas knife. Stuff. Where he's nearly being hacked to death. Yeah. For some reason, he found that bit funny. That is a very funny physical bit of yeah. comedy, isn't it? Because Rick looks really manic, as usual. Yeah. And he does look genuinely petrified. And then just the, the way it is banging, the, yeah, I can see why you'd find that. So just... then they do the Christmas pudding stuff, which uh, we've alluded to this already. The effect on it is fucking shit. It's a layer effect of fire that doesn't move and the Christmas pudding does move as he holds it and it, as it wobbles you see the fire static it's rubbish that's the problem with it if Rick was able to hold it still then it might be convincing but then performance wise you'd expect him to be moving and unfortunately in order to put a moving flame effect over something that's expense and time and presumably they then, didn't have it yeah. digital stuff wasn't up to the yeah. do you not think it was kind of tracking adds, it? do you not think it kind of adds to the charm though? Well, not I, that one to be honest well, I don't well as I kind of said last week about Peter Rag's effects his stuff in bottom was always kind of charmingly bad you know mm, that's what i mean though in, in sitcoms classically you know this shaking sets all that sort of thing like that all adds to why you love it if it was really perfect like a cgi thing now when they remastered red dwarf yeah that was so I, weird i hate how yeah. perfectly clean and nice like some things look now it's not it's not real yeah. to me it's or it's not funny i will say the flame effect is wonderfully over the top in that it literally comes from what looks like the bottom of the pudding so it looks like a gas hob has just been turned on where yeah. the pudding is what annoys me more is probably when it then cuts and obviously just the top off right. and the pudding's on fire yeah that Rick's the, the fire got. has 
seriously gone down yeah, because so it it's now practical. Yeah, it really annoy me that it's so insane and then it doesn't follow it. But then, then Rick really plays it so well when he's yeah. obviously doing his panicking. Now, what's the line, no one likes pudding anyway? What's he talking about? I don't like pudding. What? No one likes pudding. What do you mean no one? No one likes pudding anyway. What are you talking about? I, I, I have only pudding. I have only in recent years been able to develop a taste for it as a kid. Yeah. Never liked it. it. Christmas pudding for me is like olives. Hated them as a kid. Kept on trying them every year and eventually you can develop a taste for I'll them. I'll tolerate like it custard. Honestly, I'd rather just have the ice cream. I've always really loved the sprouts gags, obviously. They're, yeah. They're, they're great. Just that... That is a running gag through this episode, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, and it, 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 that's such a funny word, isn't it? Sprouts, when you think about it. Yeah, it's a funny sounding vegetable. <laughs> also, it's a very sort of traditionally British association, isn't it? Sprouts mm. with Christmas. Uh, the potatoes that he cremates, you know you can tell how heavy they are. A, that they break the plate. <laughs> but B, there's an outtake of one of them rolling off the table onto oh, yeah. Rick's foot and him <laughs> oh, literally yeah. yelling in pain. Oh, really? Yeah. So yeah. that actually was they heavy. They must be rocks, I think they must they? I think they must be, yeah, like large stones or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Smashes the plate, rolls off the table onto his foot, and you see Spug and carry on doing the line, but Rick is like, ow! Him and Spug have a lot of like, yeah, have a couple of near misses, don't they? That's, um, Why doesn't Spud Gun just lamp Richie one? Well, he does hit him. It's after the baby, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, he doesn't properly lamp him. It's no, just it's such rubbish. A casual it's thing, a kind it? of, um, a... I tried to describe it, it's over the shoulder, yeah. like someone's behind you backhand type thing Richie sells the punch mm. really well but the punch from Spud Gun's rubbish yeah he so obviously doesn't touch yeah. him and the distance between them is like so big but you're right Rick does really sell the mm. uh, reaction to it yeah but he's got to be stood behind him for that because it's like well you'd have to mate isn't it about yeah. like come from a big family mm-hmm. yeah. so that's when he breaks isn't it because it's like well he's, insul- well, it's he's act- fat. Active, it's a fat joke. Yeah. actively yeah. insulting him I think it's time for a word from our sponsors Heartburn, for first effective relief that lasts. New Bicidol Heartburn. It's dedicated to beat the burn fast. In a nicely observed piece of uh, action, Richie then switches to the embarrassing dad part of the family, which he's kind of been doing with his Christmas cracker jokes and serving up the food, but he's then the instigator of charades, which usually in any family it's dad insisting on doing charades. Did you guys ever do that on Christmas Day? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. No, not, yeah. it wasn't a Christmas uh, tradition for me at all. I what, think, you did it every week? You know, I think those kind of games... <laughs> no, but did you play charades? I have played charades, yeah, but it was yeah just at parties and stuff. Right, it in, wasn't always Christmas. No. In my house, that was more of a New Year's Eve thing for some reason. I see. The film's actually called The Guns of Navarone, isn't it? And he mispronounces it, Guns yeah, of Navarone. Yeah. I can yeah. never say it yeah. that way, though. It has to be Navarone. A nice callback as well. What's next? Sardines. Little uh, birthday episode callback. Yeah. Last time that the guys were all in the flat together. Yeah. There's a few callbacks to the birthday one, really, because, it, again, it's about presents and Richie yeah. being excited, isn't it? And yeah, there are similarities. Yeah. You know, that it's a bit small, isn't it? And all that kind of thing is mm-hmm. very similar. Do you notice the foreshadowing when the baby's being dropped off on the doorstep? Ding dong, he says, Jesus Christ, mm. who oh. could that be? <laughs> yeah, brilliant, brilliant yeah. bit of scripting. Yeah. So I've heard that line a million times when watching the episode, but no, I'd never thought of it as foreshadowing. Yeah. Yeah. Have you not? Uh, oh, okay. Obviously, I've always thought it's just the double gag that it's yeah. Christmas and then you swearing as well, taking I mean, the Lord's name in vain, and then there he is at the door. It's one but, of my favourite door openings where he's just assumed <laughs> it's a do-gooder. <laughs> Or, or punches in, goes to punch him, but there's no one there. Yeah. The confidence yeah. of Richie to not even know who's on the other side, but assume yeah. that I'm just going to punch whoever it is. Well, yeah. that's how they answer the door to most of them, don't they? Yeah. Like, that's obviously how Eddie did in, in Digger as well, didn't he? <laughs> and he does exactly that in Break, I believe, the series free one, where someone asks about Jesus and he just punches him. Right, yes. Yeah. It's basically what Richie was going to do here. I wonder yeah. why he didn't punch the gas. Oh, maybe since the gas man, that's their modus operandi then. <laughs> just punch whoever it is. Straight punch, away. Punch first and ask questions yeah, later. Yeah, yeah. Unless the person has yelled police from behind the door, <laughs> in which case, shit yourself. So I'm quite surprised at how much of Richie's facade and weirdness kind of just all falls away when the baby's there and he has a real genuine he sweet melt, moment, doesn't he? He melts, mm. doesn't he? Yeah, yeah so he, he comes in with uh, with them and their husband-wife dynamic thing, yeah. jokes about abortion and things, like, get rid of it, 
That All classic, stuff. classic <laughs> topic to make gags out of, but it really works. Also, Richie referring to them as playboys, like they're two swinging bachelors who are out in the town yeah. every week shagging women. Oh, when he does peekaboo with the baby, I think, I don't know if it's in the editing or whatever, but it looks like the baby is genuinely shit scared, freaked out the first time. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> because it is a proper, <laughs> with real full on, yeah. most Rick Malrick face with cross eyed, wrinkled hair, hair flapping about. Wrinkled hair? Wrinkled <laughs> Hair. His rubbery face all like screwed up, cross on edge, flapping his hair about. His flared nostrils there yeah. are something to behold. Mm. And then he just seemed very sweetly happy, like, oh, I think he likes me. It's, it's really seems a kind of a genuine thing. If only he could keep it up, he's sweet. <laughs> yeah. But um, it's a wonderful step by step build up to the Jesus reveal, the uh, Terry's all gold, yeah. the, the presence. Well, first of all, I want to say, when I was little, first time seeing it, I thought Terry's all gold were cigars. Oh, and thought, really? Yeah, I'll give it a box of Terry, him to manage the chewy ones to um, chew on a cigar. Is what I thought. Right, like, well, it's a oh, bit okay. weird. And I just thought like, oh, you can't give baby cigars. But I thought that was the joke. The pronunciation of grr. Right, I have a slight problem with the grr part. So I agree with you in that this whole thing has been set up wonderfully. They've played a long game with the guys wearing the crown so they've got mm-hmm. them in early so you don't feel like that's set up mm-hmm. the blue towel is there in the basket and Richie uses that for something mm-hmm. else the peekaboo. It the peekaboo. It for the peekaboo so yeah. that's all nicely set up then Terry's all gold that's some very good wordplay you have the Frankenstein mask which is very nicely set up and then the final bit it's like they went well we just need something that rhymes with myrrh I know let's just say one of them's got an aftershave and we'll call it good. what else rhymes with myrrh I think that's fair enough I think, an aftersha- a yeah. shit aftershave title I think the game's up by then you've had gold Frankenstein and then and you're expecting yeah. it, so that's when we we can be silly now. You don't we don't no longer have to because what else what else would he have had? Have you thought about what it could have been other hey, than a bottle of hey, aftershave? I'm not writing this episode. Girl? I do think it's wonderfully rewarded at the end. When the audience puts two and two together and twigs, it's a very kind of nice moment. You can sense that the audience appreciates everything that has led up to it, and it is a very clever piece of writing in the whole of yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, and visually the way they're obviously just set up in height order as well, gazing over the crib. Yeah. And then Richie's blue headscarf. Yeah, they're not hearing him when he's working it out, speaking out loud. They they are looking like a Christmas card, aren't they? They've all got their heads at certain mm. angles, you yeah. know, looking down. Yeah. I've also always loved the detail that Richie does shit himself when he puts the Frankenstein mask in his face as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a warning, give him fair warning and still... Why is that scary to you, Richie? I don't know. Which sort of is supposed to misdirect you a little bit away from the gag until it is then the reveal, isn't yeah. it? But this event finally has brought some kind of meaning to Richie's life. Finally, now, all the suffering is worth it, but also the narcissist that he mm, is, yeah, he so that's what is I mean. genuinely the centre of the universe. I he couldn't this is keep of... being sweet, could he? He had to make it all about himself yeah. and that he's special and better than other people and then lording powers of getting people into heaven <laughs> or hell over them and stuff. It's like, well... Well, that's from insecurity and being bullied and shit on all your life or whatever. He's just got a spiteful, lashing out nature to but him. But this is Richie's biggest ever mad fantasy, I think, in any of the episodes, isn't it? The idea that he could in some way have been being kept pure because he is actually going to be like the next in line better than everyone else yeah like the idea that the ultimate revenge he believes it absolutely doesn't he he really does just from that sign as well so again it's that they're actually really very cleverly taking the mick out of religion it's such a because it's that superstitious thing of like well these are all the signs so this Mm -hmm. must equal that i am definitely like the, the mother of god it's such a wonderful vain and selfish thing that Matt, as you said, that he doesn't think, what good can I do with this? It's that he instantly thinks, I'm now the gatekeeper to heaven, Mm. and I can send you to hell if I want. What a selfish bastard. Well, it's the power. Well, I want to bring up a a topic for you guys to to debate with me. What kind of father do you think Richie would actually be like? And don't just dismiss it as, oh, he'd be rubbish. I do think... If he'd ever got his end away, you mean? Yeah, or even if he's adopted a kid, because I think he's lacking a lot of love. I think there would be some nice things in there, but he would end up raising a right little cunt, you I, know. I wonder if it would be like, for Richie, rather than for the kid, it would be like that Kevin the Teenager thing of, the moment he has sex, he suddenly turns into a normal person, you know? <laughs> well, he could stop being quite so obsessed with it, couldn't he? But no, I'd, I don't think he'd have been a very responsible parent. Well, he's, you know, but, the class stuff, he'd 
impose on the kid it would be quite yeah. messed up we're assuming yeah. we're assuming he wouldn't have lost the baby in a drinking game or a game of poker or something to someone called harry or harold i think that's what eddie would do almost certainly <laughs> straight away swap it for a pint of lager but now I, i've never really thought about that but what actually has just occurred to me is what like do you think richie's just missed going into the priesthood in yeah. many ways, like you know how the that the classic thing of like the idiot son would have been sent off to yeah. be repressed sexuality, likes to talk and sense yeah. of uh, grandiose superiority. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think he would have made a great priest. He would have been a good father, but in a very different way. I think rather than he doesn't know how to change a nappy, he wants a mop and bucket with a bleach. Yeah. <laughs> when he is removing the nappy, and you get the sound effect of mm. what is obviously the sticky tape being pulled. So yeah, it's what the velcro he one two, yeah. and then when you hear that first. I think some people in the audience think that's supposed to be the first shit sound effect because you hear them reacting in a oh way yeah. and then you get yeah, the second rip right. and then you get the and the guys mm. react to it. Which is just kind of it all splatting out yeah. I suppose is this, and the sound. Anyone who's ever changed a baby's nappy will recognise that their reaction to that smell is genuine. They what, you reckon there actually was shit in there? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> Pope Gavin sounds like some sort of dodgy rapper. Even Pope JP sounds like it could be as well. Pope JP sounds like he's a musician, yeah. Pope G. When Richie's chastising Eddie for drinking while all this Son of God stuff's going on, Spud Gun walks past with a fake baby in his hand. Oh, does he? Yeah. Yeah, you can tell the baby's fake in that scene. Because in the first shot of the scene, obviously he's got the real kid. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I mean, filming, you swap the baby out wherever possible if you're not going to see them or if they're just going to be in the crib or something like that. But yeah. no, I'd never spotted that. I, well, think I only really noticed it on the rewatch. But yeah, you can tell it's like a plastic baby's head that he's right. got just behind him. Have you seen the fake baby in American Sniper? Oh yeah, I've seen that. It wasn't yeah. as bad as That's that. fucking terrible. Yeah. How enjoyable does that bottle of scotch look that Eddie's downing? <laughs> he's got his arm up in a weird sort of Nazi salute. He's trying to hide it, isn't he? Oh, is that what he's trying to do? I've always thought he's trying to I hide wondered. it from Richie. Like, right. trying to drink it behind his arm. I didn't know if it was like a weird drinking, like having a yard of ale thing that you yeah, do, you know. But yeah, he's properly chugging that whiskey down isn't he yeah oh yeah he's he's completely fed up from where did he get that from how that hidden yeah yeah he must have been planning to have that either between him and the guys or just yeah. his own. it's his emergency christmas day whiskey yeah. there's uh so mr harrison then bursts through the door not knocking he knocks richie in the face in, is what yeah, he does he in smacks this. him in the face it's slightly annoying because rick's not in, stood in the right place so he smashed him when he arrives in sup he knocks but they tell him to go away and he comes in anyway yeah but yeah, he's yeah. still coming through the living room door instead of the front door and this time he just says he can be bothered to knock yeah. and you're right about richie not being in the quite the right spot it feels like they had maybe cut something out mm. that was before that because of the way that rick seems to be in one spot yeah. and then he's suddenly in another going yeah. Yeah. I would never want to be a member of Mr. Harrison's family. They're all either dead or dying. And he yeah. loves to speak ill of them yeah. when yeah. they cow are dead or alive. Is his kind of catchphrase. Didn't he call yeah. his his mum who's dead a cow? Yeah, yeah. cow yeah. and then stupid bitch yeah. is another. And interestingly though, when his daughter does arrive, hello flower petal. Yeah. So yeah. Completely two-faced. What do you think he's like at home? I bet he's a lovely guy at home. Yeah, he must yeah. be a lovely well, little granddad. Yeah, yeah, he's well, just showing him off to the neighbours. Maybe. Richie looks so genuinely upset when he realises oh, that's yeah. not Jesus, that's not my kid. Grandson. Yeah. yeah. Not. It doesn't play up for laughs well, that he's sad. It just seems genuinely, oh no. Do you think he's upset because he's losing out on the chance to be a mother slash father or because he's losing out on the chance all, to be the son of God? A bit that, of both. Definitely all, all, that. But I really think... You know, he started off liking the baby before he had the Jesus stuff going on as well. So wow. I just think he's like, well, he's all these plans that he's been coming up with for the last yeah. five minutes, whatever, how long this has been going on for, they're all gone. Poor Richie. Before yeah. the baby shat itself, though. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he would have been very happy with the realities of that because it's Spud Gun who's dealt with that, isn't it? Do you think Rick and Aid deliberately gave Richie and Eddie a happy ending as it's the Christmas episode? This is yeah. the only episode yeah. I can think of that doesn't end with one or the both only of them one. being hurt. It's yeah. the only episode that's a happy ending. Absolutely. And that woman walks in so naively <laughs> to realise, like, look at all these people. They're clearly a bit dodgy. Yeah. It's like, you don't mind, do you, gents? And what do they think is going to happen shouting Merry Bloody Christmas <laughs> and staring <laughs> right, right next to her boobs, they smiling like they're, like, one inch away from her. Like but all their Christmases have come at once. Yeah. They both drop down to boob level as though they expect they're going to be the ones who get to have a suckle on those bad oh boys. Oh, God. So. Yeah, yeah. So the, think of that, but it is. What would happen framed. next if it carried on for another minute? Would she, like, no. A baby I think she fun. might have taken the baby and yeah. fed him elsewhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think they ruined it. It's that classic thing of any sitcom character. Can't 
really have a happy ending. But yeah. they freeze frame it, so we do think they did get to have an ogle. It's a great ending with them ogling at the boobs of the character Valerie Bates, played by Tina Foley, who only has two acting credits. Mm. The first of which was in 1982, yeah. and then the second and last of which was Bottom in 1992. Ten-year gap between But what a shot to end your acting career on. What was her thing in 1982? Oh, I marmalade. can't remember. Marmalade. Yeah. Educating Marmalade. Okay. In which she's in three episodes yet as Good Girl. How's yeah. that podcast going on? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And then, wonder what's happened to little Charlie Biddle. Uh, who played the, the kid, kid. Who played the baby. I yeah. presume he's the baby. He's called Johnny Bates and she's okay, Valerie yeah. Bates. Yeah. Who gets top build of all of the guest stars. Yeah, little <laughs> Charlie. Might, might have to track him down and get him on the podcast, yeah. see if he's still recognised. So what are your memories of filming that? <laughs> oh, a cute baby though. I wonder if he was a relative of someone in the career. Really round he... face, isn't he? But Very yeah, round, yeah. yeah. He does look, look cute and looks like he did bond with Rick Mail in a weird way. Any particular niggles in the episode for you guys? I'd say that I wish they had still included the close-up of the finger before uh, you know they, they had to cut it for whatever reason. I suppose because there's so many cliches and Christmas-themed things. It makes sense that this is one of the episodes they had too many things for. I'm happy with them cutting out the first deleted scene, but the other one, uh, there was little bits in it, and the fire effect, yeah. Spotted it straight away. As a kid, mm. as a kid, I'm like, that's wrong. That did bring me out of it. And I didn't, I, I don't think that particular NAF effect as to its charm. I just think it's, yeah, you, you could you could have done something different there. Do you think that's one of the reasons why they therefore cut the Christmas tree then? Not just because of the effect. repetition, but because the, so, that, the the effect wasn't very good. The effect looks better in the one that's cut though, because it's mm. on the table, not moving. But it's right. so key that aid destroys the entire Christmas dinner, isn't it, with the fire extinguisher? Yeah. Mm. So they couldn't get rid of that out of the script. Yeah, that one's more plot-heavy, so, isn't it? so important that he destroys all of it. And My main niggle for this is that fire effect on the Christmas pudding. I don't really have any niggles with it, honestly. I mean, I think I say it about pretty much every episode, but mm. I think the holy is... It's the holy grail of episodes for me. So any particular highlights? Finger? Finger coming off. Mm. Wonderful set piece, and a, a stunt and a prosthetic. All the effort that went into that one, it paid off very well. The recurring thing of it with the finger being wonky, it's a background throwaway gag sort of thing. So, you know, I, I know I said I like the, the close-up, but it's still in there. You mm. still see it pretty clearly. If you notice it, you're weird. It's very, very noticeable. Pronunciation of gur always makes me chuckle. Always, every yeah, time. I've seen this I was, episode a hundred times. I was going to say, I think a highlight for me is the setup and then the play yeah, of right. Gold, Frankenstein and Gurr. Just, it's a Christmas episode. I don't, I don't think I've ever seen anything like it done in any other comedy because they just wouldn't get away with it, really, would you? That yeah. <laughs> Richie completely believing that the Son of God's arrived. Great plot. Nothing happens other than just inside the flat and then it builds to this mad... <laughs> it's just because there's a baby on the doorstep. A- absolute series of escalation. Yeah. yeah, and I suppose... Going back to the beginning of the episode, just Richie coming in to wake up Eddie, and the obviously that's another great set piece, isn't yeah. it, with the noose and everything, and then the unwrapping of all the prezzies. What about the fall? Well, you didn't mention this. The fall when he gets cut down. Mm. The rope it, appears to snag, doesn't it? And you hear the audience go, ooh, and then Eddie says, oh, that was a particularly nasty fall. <laughs> and it does feel like a nasty fall, but I watched it back a couple of times. It's not a nasty fall. It just looks like a fall. It's nothing you see that looks bad. It's all sold in the sound effect and Rick just hobbling out of the door. Yeah, he looks proper bemused and like he's, I think he's a bit cross-eyed when he gets up with the nose pissing <laughs> yeah. blood all over the the, the beard. <laughs> he yes. gets back in so quickly without the cape on, and he's cleared away the blood as well, isn't he? Yeah. So yep. with the dirt on the beard, you would think that maybe he's blood from previous years. <laughs> Highlight for me is that opening sequence. I think it takes the kind of physical comedy of people like the Stooges and takes it to the mm. nth degree. It ends it on such a dark aspect with Richie literally being lynched. And then as he's hobbling out the room with what he thinks is a broken leg, popping his grimy, dirty Santa beard back on, the horrible little pissy bit of blood mm. running down his, his once white beard mm. is such a wonderful effect and look. That for me is probably my highlight of the episode. Yeah, being violent to Santa. Yeah. Great. Sound effects. Sound effects. I think the squelch, you've got the ripping of the nappy when it's being opened, but the <laughs> noise of mm-hmm. the shit as it mm. emerges, that's a very good one for me. There's not that many in this episode, is there? 
There's not, not as many, I don't think, but they're, they're very, very memorable. and They're new. Well, they're, actually, they're sort of new. There's one that sounds a lot like when he's pushing away the drawers right. and gaff. Is that when the sherry is lifted up and you get the right. lever Yes, come up? yes, yeah. you do hear a smidgen of yeah. it. I can't remember. There's definitely a sound of yeah, it. It's that. It is that. It's a lot yeah. like the, the drawers being yeah. shoved in, in gas. I think it's a great klaxon system that Eddie's got set up in his bedroom. <laughs> Yeah. Wonderful alarm. Such great detail as well in Eddie's room. It's just football and, as you say, just crap everywhere. Yeah. That's really, really it's well a, done to the set designers. It is a uh, character point. They make reference that he's into football, yet he never speaks about football, does he? That's true, actually. I wanted to mention the breaking of the fourth wall when Eddie sighs at the camera. Oh, in the opening, Which scene, in the opening scene. So... No, when, when Richie says it wasn't for me, you'd all be sitting around drinking and watching the television. Uh, okay. Yeah, the other two don't break the fourth wall. No. I thought it was all three of them, but Only no, it Eddie. is just Eddie, yeah. yeah. Eddie does it a couple of times in this episode, doesn't mm. he? In the opening scene, he gives a kind of grimace to camera. Yeah. Then also he... And look- a ha-ha-ha. Ha-ha-ha. Also, but when he does the focus pull on his hand, he's kind of looking directly at camera as well. The only other thing that I wanted to mention was, because I, I don't know if we've referenced it before, but just Spudgut, it brings up how often Rick and Aid were happy to give away great lines to other characters. Yeah. The Emmerdale gag is in this episode, yeah. isn't Emmerdale it? Emmerdale Farm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They pack a lot more story in. So much more story. <laughs> <laughs> that That's, I think people, I don't know whether in just in my memory, I've always thought that was in the the first series when they're talking about the road sign, mm-hmm. but it's not, it's, it's, it's in, in this, this episode one. and it's kind of a callback to the boring chat that Spudgun and Dave actually have when they're left to their own devices, isn't it? So it's time for a quiz, a Christmas quiz, a bottom Christmas quiz. Guys, what are your buzzers going to be this episode? Well, rather than jingle bells or balls, it's still going to be farts. So I'm going to go with airy fart, please. That's what it sounds like. Okay. And I'm going to go for quick fart. Fingers on sphincters. Questions coming now. Question one. Now, Eddie has a load of traps in his room. One in particular, two crossbows that fire out rope, which tied Richie up. Now, they come out of a chest of drawers. On that chest of drawers is a model of something. I believe that was Paul. It's the Spider-Man from the chess episode. Yes, it is a callback for oh, Spider-Man. Damn. Oh, I, need I a... noticed him in front of the clock. Question two. How long is Richie hung by the neck for? Closest answer wins. Okay, who's that? that was... So are we wanting it in seconds? Yeah. All right, I'll go with 20 seconds. 20 seconds. Well, I've either, I've either got to go higher or lower, basically, haven't I? I'm going to go with 19 seconds. Oh, you went the wrong way. Fuck. Yeah, it's 40 seconds. Oh, okay. Fuck, it's wow. a long, he's holding his breath for a long old time. Question three. What time does Richie wake up Eddie? Um, right. So I'm going to say it was 6.30 because it's like a minute or so afterwards that you look at no. the clock and it's like 6.32. No. Okay. Um, oh. do, I, do I have an opportunity to? Uh, well, y- y- yeah. So I, I'm wrong, you're saying? You're, you are wrong. So I'm going to say 4.30 because then there's the period where Eddie falls asleep and then Richie wakes no, him back up. It's half three. Half Eddie three. Eddie says it. it's, only, it's only half past three. No Christmas opening um, until half seven. Sorry, yeah, okay. Both wrong. Question number four. What brand of stuffing is in the Christmas presents? Okay. It's parsley and thyme That's stuffing the flavor. Mix. That's the flavour. What brand of stuffing? I'll have to hurry you. Paxo? <laughs> nope. Uh, I'll send it over to Paul. I don't know. I think it's the one that has like a sort of jolly farmer's face on it, but I couldn't mm. tell you what it's called. No. It's Costa, weirdly. Probably not the... Costa? Yeah. It says something like Costa on it. But, okay. Uh, doesn't, definitely doesn't say Paxo, so uh, you didn't get it right. Sorry. Question number five. What colour is the background of Richie's painting? That was Paul. Green. It is green. A horrible snot green. Yeah. Question number five. What comic is on the TV? And I mean in a literal sense, on the TV. The Beano? It is the Beano. I will admit that was a total guess. It was, and my second choice would... If, if Andrew buzzed in and said Beano, I then would have said Dandy. Dandy. Yeah. yeah, it's uh, one of the compilation books as well. So it's not an issue of it. It's a hardback okay. one that kind of come out around Christmas time. So that is the sort of thing that will be going around. The annual. Yeah, that's right. Question number seven. In the, the deleted scene with the Christmas tree, Eddie mentions an electrician's course he went on. Mm-hmm. How long did that... 30 minutes. Yes. The question <laughs> was, how long did the course last for? 
And yeah, he, he didn't stay the whole for half an hour. There's the gag. This episode of Bottom is set on Christmas and it came out in 1992. Therefore, we can assume it's Christmas 1992. What day did Christmas fall on in Christmas 1992? <laughs> Fucking hell. Wild guess. Monday. Monday? Okay, you can go with Monday. I'm going to let Paul... Oh, hang on a minute. What? Well, well, I think it's fair that. <laughs> well, but it's wrong. not like. I think wrong. it's fair that we both. Uh, there Is you go. It whoever's closest he, in the week? He's just established. No, 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 I, no you're wrong. Okay, I'm, I'm going to go for Sunday. No, Neil, you're right. It was Friday. You should have. Oh, it's <laughs> a silly one. Question nine Spunk Gun, Eddie, and Dave Hedgehog are all portraying the Free Wise Met. What are the names of the Free Wise Met? Fucking hell. bastard. Um, can we. One. Paul? I think one was called Balthazar. Ooh, yes. This is going to really annoy me because I should know this. I'm a good Catholic girl. Ooh, diddle diddle diddle. Right. No, can't even draw it out my ass. No, no idea. Can, can I get half a point for that? No, he can't. Can I a third of a point? <laughs> He's already point. ahead. Leave yeah, but in. if you equal, then, I'm, then that third will poke me yeah, ahead. Yeah, we'll fuck off. Uh, so it's Balthazar of Arabia. Melchor of Persia and Gaspar of oh, India. Of course. Okay. Should have known that one. Question 10. What is the name of Dave Hedgehog's wife? Susan. Uh, it's, if I may, we both press those at the exact same time, but... Did we? Yeah. I, I, I only heard one fart, basically. I could only hear mine. Well, you were closer to it, yeah. Uh, it is Susan. What's uh full name? Hedgehog. Susan Hedgehog, yes. Correct. Oh, okay. Okay, so that is... <laughs> That is free apiece. Oh, this makes it more exciting. All right, so now we've got a bonus question. Fingers on buzzers. Where does Dave Hedgehog misunderstand that the Pope lives? So that was Paul. Chippenham. Chippenham. Can I steal? It's not Chippenham. No. You want to steal? Twickenham. It is Twickenham. Fuck's sake. And just pinched it there with four to three. Woo! Very well done. Cool. Cool. Well, nice. Well, well, well done. Well done. <laughs> Well done on knowing it's, one of the three wise men. It's yeah. the season of goodwill. Yeah, so the season thought. of pressing the buzzer at the same time. <laughs> so next episode, we're out. We're outside. Bombs out. Absolutely. But in the meanwhile, enjoy your Christmases, everyone. Also, in the meantime, if you want to get in contact with us here at Talking Bottom, we're on social media, on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, at Talking Bottom. Or if you want to email us, 11mathkingparade at gmail.com. All comments welcome, nice and nasty. Yeah. If you want to send us any season's greetings and good cheer. <laughs> Otherwise, happy Christmas. Merry Christmas, not happy Christmas. Christmas. I've always hated that. Have a happy festive period. Yeah, and hopefully you'll listen to this podcast every Christmas from now on. <laughs> Doubt it. We'll right. do it every year. Yeah, we'll, we'll redo this episode every year. Bye. Goodbye. Bye.